Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Pure Evil MMA. I have one of my favorite fighters going back to when I was in school watching him in the senior lounge. And we got Rob Emerson here back on Pure Evil MMA to discuss some real life, uh, some, some real life shit without uh, making anyone angry that's listening to this in their car right now or at the gym. I don't like to swear, but uh, this is why I love having Rob on. What's going on, Rob? How you doing? What's up, guys? Uh, and I think you said it best when you said real life stuff, because uh, this is real life stuff. And and for anyone to get angry or, or to take any of this stuff personal, then um, it, it is just to be honest, it's just a reflection of their ignorance. And when we start looking and talking about human potential and real genetic human potential. We're talking about like Marvel comic book superhuman shit. And I promise you, I'm not exaggerating any of this. Every single human that listens to this right now, just know that you are superhuman. Every single person from a kid born in the gutter in a third world country to the to the to the son of a king and queen, a prince of a country, those two humans have the genetic same potential as each other. We all have these genetic gifts locked inside of us. It's just a matter of unlocking this or not. When did you, when did all this kind of start clicking for you? Was it like a moment? Well, you know what? Before we, we talk about that, I, I'm glad that you brought up the whole, I, I'm guessing, you know, when you talk about Ian, uh, his ventures right now with CBD and uh, all that has been a, a big thing for fighters. And I just had um, Elias Theodoro on, who is now the first fighter to be able to have uh, marijuana, THC, in his system for medical uses. And he was telling me, you know, USADA was out there having a fight against opiates, but yet they're telling you to take opiates. And that's so poisonous. So I like when you said that, you know, these elements that are out there, which, which are in THC, you know, they, they, they say it's kind of uh, like a third tier psychedelic in a way, but it op- even that opens your mind. But that's not the issue. It helps these fighters heal a lot better than they would be able to on opiates, which causes a lot of issues, not just for the fighters, but for the families. It's a dark, scary road. And yeah, the, the, the fact that anyone would prescribe opiates in the first place, you have to understand that there's an ulterior motive going on there. The reason why these uh, uh, physicians are even prescribing people these chemicals... You mean money? ...literally destroying the human body on a cellular level. The only right reason why they're even prescribing it is because they're getting a check at the end of the day. They're getting a monthly check regardless of, you know what I'm saying, depending on how many scripts they write. So, you're absolutely right. Um, um, herbs used to be the medicine of our people back in the day. We didn't have, we, we, we didn't, we didn't shove chemical pills down our throat to fix our, our problems. God didn't make a 
makeup when, when he created us, right? right? This universe, the human being, we are divine superhumans. And, 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 and this earth, this planet, people don't even know what this planet is and what's beneath our feet. But we have to understand this planet provides everything we need to in order to thrive as these perfect divine beings here. Um, in nature, where there's a poisonous plant that grows, um, this is where the Indians used to have dogs with them, and uh, uh, the dogs got the name by the, the name uh, the man's best friend because whenever they would eat something, they would give it to the dog first. Now the dog got sick, and if the, if the barrier of the plant was poisonous, the dog would go find an antidote plant within 25 feet. Oh wow! Uh, in nature, wherever there's a poisonous plant, or within 25 feet is the antidote plant. Wow. Now, that, that's pretty incredible, right? That's pretty fascinating. Now, is that by chance? Is that just a coincidence? Or is that by some kind of divine... Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like Even CBD, inside. Rob. Inside, it's so crazy because there's no other plant that I know of that, you know, CBD counteracts. Like, if you're too high and you take CBD, it helps calm you down. It, it counteracts the, uh, the, the mental... Uh, stimulant that you're having and you don't see that in a lot of plants where it's doing one thing but also in the same plant it's helping uh, lower that feeling and it, it's still helping you physically yeah 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 plants plants is, uh, they have been our food source and our, our medicine source for thousands and thousands of years all the original doctors all the founding forefathers of modern day medicine were all originally alchemists and these alchemists all use herbs, herbs, right? So they've been used by our people for thousands and thousands of years until this big pharma came around, right? This, this big monopol monopolized industry. It's like a, uh, there's like a 15 different monopolies that govern the world we run, right? right? It's, uh, it's medicine, it's, it's food and drug administration, it's communication, it's travel. It's these big uh, entities that kind of operate, but... Before we had all this noise and all this shit, it was the earth, man. We were simple. There's one species, right? There's one race. It's the human race. And we are citizens of this planet. We're not like citizens of different countries. That shit all causes division. There's one species. It's the human species. There's one race. It's the human race. And we are citizens of this planet. That's this another planet reason. Everything we need to, to thrive as to be perfect specimens. And, uh, you start throwing chemicals and all this other synthetic shit in the mix. I can't even believe that a, that athletic uh, governing body would even prescribe this to athletes. It, it, it's fucking. It doesn't make sense, right? It, it, like it, it's it's almost like you're in the twilight zone when you when you see somebody like Nick Diaz get uh, a five year suspension originally reduced to two years just for having marijuana in the system, but yet you can go out and drink after which is doing way more damage to you why it doesn't make sense and yeah well i i think what they're saying i think what the athletic commission is with the whole thc ban is is they're saying that it's a it's a pain uh it helps numb the pain helps with the pain and they're saying well if you need something to help numb the pain and then, then you shouldn't be in the sport you know what i mean they're saying so that that's how fighters are getting the edge it's, it's affecting their so uh, I, I i i don't know I'm not, I'm not really sure on uh well, when did all this click for you, Rob? Because like I was saying during the intro, you're a way different person now than you were uh, on that season of Ultimate Fighter with uh, BJ. When did it all click? What, what was the uh, eye-opening moment? Actually, honestly, actually, it's really interesting you just brought that up. That's actually going to be a perfect um, It has to do with BJ. It had to do with something that took place oh, wow. at, at, a year ago, last April. For his last fight, um, and for his camp, 
something pretty profound happened to me out there at his house. And Nico Sanchez was out there and uh, with us, and something pretty gnarly happened to me. I actually have a video of it, and uh, oh, it's crazy, man. Um, I guess I'll just I guess I'll just speak freely, and um, we'll see if people can even digest and, and comprehend this. But um, something gnarly happened to me, and uh, these guys were going to go see this band called The Green down there in, in Hilo, and something told me to go back to BJ's house and like meditate. So I was out, so I went back up to his house with with the coach Jason Perlo. Hey, shout out Jason. I went in the back. Yeah, yeah, we were all hanging out, and um, it was me, and my friend uh, Pedro, and then BJ and Jason and Diego Sanchez, and. I went back there up to the house and I was meditating and I was in the backyard meditating. I thought I was back there meditating for like 15, 20 minutes. These guys came out there and said I was out there for like hours, right? They all came home from the concert and I was still in the back meditating. So I don't know, um, dead sober too, stone ass sober, crazy experience. These guys all come back. We're all hanging out in the back in the patio. These guys lie to join. They're hanging out. They're like, hey, Robert, you want to, want to hit this? I'm like, no, I'm good. Wish out of my character. No way I would have hit it. But when I was meditating, this feeling I got, this presence I got um, of peace and love, that's the only vocabulary words that allow me to do it justice. But there was some kind of presence that I felt um, throughout this meditation. And I've never felt anything like this in my life. But this presence that I felt started growing and started getting stronger and started becoming more present. And, and you got to understand that vocabulary um, limits this kind, these kind of concepts. And vocabulary kind of puts constrictions on how we could talk about these kinds of mind-blowing, cosmic, out-of-the-world experiences. Yeah, it's right? hard to paint the picture. Psychedelic experiences. Psychedelic almost is the only word that we have that even does it justice. So, but again, I'm stone cold sober. And these guys are telling me, you're not going to hit, but no, I'm good. And, and, and this feeling started getting so strong and so heavy that I got up and had I walk around, I tried to shake it off. Like, why, why do I feel like this? Like, I feel good. I don't feel threatened. I feel completely content. And even the other guys there said, hey, Robert, how do you feel right now? You look like super mellow. I'm like, and honestly, I'm like, I've never felt this content in my life. I feel super at peace. I feel super present. And this feeling started getting stronger and stronger and heavy. I said, 
I allow this to happen right now, my body was out. These guys said that my arms were like in a locked position in front of my chest and that my eyes rolled back in my head. Okay, when your eyes roll back in the head, it's looking up at your pineal gland, a.k.a. third eye. I don't have seizures in my family. We don't have seizures. It's not like a hereditary thing. Uh, most sicknesses and disease aren't even hereditary. Rob, let me stop you. Explain what the third eye is for the listeners out there. I know what it is, but there's a lot of people out there that don't understand what the yeah, third eye is. Although the third eye is kind of like a new age uh, way of explaining a physical gland that's in your brain called the pineal gland. Like the pineal gland. This gland looks a lot like an eye. It has a receptor. It has a bunch of different working parts that your normal eyes have. This gland, if the human body is like a computer, the pineal gland is literally like the circuit board switch. It's the most important part of the body. There's a correlation between the pine, like a pine cone, and the pineal gland. Oh, Whenever wow. you see the pine cone throughout uh, ancient Greece or ancient Egypt, this represents the pineal gland. So why is there a pineal, a pine, at the main altar in the church of the most sacred, quote-unquote, Catholic church? You know what I'm saying? This is the kind of stuff they're not telling us in schools. They're not teaching us. And, and, and this is the only stuff that we should be discussing in the schools and in the churches and stuff like that. So um, there's little crystals inside your, your pineal. This stuff gets fascinating. Is that um, where DMT is stored? Because we all have DMT. It's yes, released when we pass away. DMT crystals. There's DMT crystals inside the skin that encases your pineal gland. And when you take these crystals and dry them out and smash them with a hammer, beautiful, brilliant rainbow lights are bursting forth from these crystals. It's, it's brilliant. But what the pineal gland allows us to access as human beings this is what makes it so crucial. This is what makes it so important part of the human body. And, and um, there's a reason why they call it your third eye because you see things that you can't see with your other eyes. And these things you see are higher frequencies. This entire reality, this entire universe is based, is one of frequencies and vibration. So your pineal gland, AKA your third eye, allows us human beings to tap into these higher frequencies aka these higher vibrations aka these higher realms and dimensions yeah so yeah so so i freaking freak out my body my body goes into trance right my body wasn't seizuring that's the thing it wasn't seizuring there was no foam coming out of my mouth my body wasn't vibrating or convulsing my body was in the trance like my eyes rolled back in my head and my hands are stiff these guys are freaking out and then my body immediately was dressed in sweat so i was completely dried and within seconds it was as if I jumped in the pool and jumped out. I had I had black sweatpants on. You could have rained my sweatpants out. I can't make that up. I can't fake my body. I can't go, I can't squeeze my fist and close my eyes super hard and be like, okay, make my body sweat right now. I can't do that. I'm saying it's physically impossible. My body broke out in the immediate sweat. I was gone. My eyes rolled back in my head and these guys were freaking the fuck out. They were freaking out. They were like, Robert, Robert, wake up, wake up. Oh my God, do we call 911? Do we call 911? I could hear them from where I was and what I experienced. But where I was, was not here. As soon as I looked up to the stars and I felt that presence that sat me down and I said, I allow this to happen right now, I was gone. My consciousness, my awareness was taken somewhere very, very, very far away. Somewhere outside this galaxy. And I can say that with complete confidence. And, 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 and regardless of how profound what I visually saw was what I physically felt. And what I physically felt was a, was a, was a sense of peace 
and a sense of love like unthi- like unlike anything I've ever experienced here in this life before. And 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 and, and the last thing I wanted to do was to come back here. The last thing I want to do is be separated from that. There's no English vocabulary words that will do justice to describe what I experienced out there that night in BJ's backyard. If I were to take all the adjectives, every single language, and put them together in one word, it wouldn't even do it justice. But if I can give you one word right now to sum up what I experienced and what I saw while my body was in this trance-like state, that word would be home, H-O-M-E, home. Now, with that being said, this next thing I'm going to say is it might throw a lot of listeners off, but you have to understand that when you start studying alchemy and hermetics and the reality of this, of this um, quote, simulation, quote, source field, quote, quantum field, is that the name of the game is incarnation. Okay, it really is reincarnation, and that word scares a lot of people away because it completely pulls their rug out from underneath them if they've been raised on the whole Adam and Eve. When you're dust to dust, you go to the pearly gates of heaven or the burning gates of hell. End of story. Yeah. So what I experienced out there in BJ's house was I experienced and I went where we go in between incarnations. As crazy as that sounds. As crazy as that fucking sounds. And I know how crazy it sounds. But I know in my bone marrow that's what I that's what I experienced. And and, and, and from what I'm studying and hearing about I've never tried ayahuasca or anything like that, but from what I'm hearing about, these people who have experienced with these plant medicines, they visually experience the same thing that I did that I seem to have activated with a meditation. Naturally. 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 Fascinating. It was hands down the most mind-blowing, crazy, life-changing, reality-shifting experience of my life. Even when Joe talks about it, he says, you know, when people do DMT, there's an uh, an entity or, or, or something that says this to everybody that takes it. I've never done DMT before. A lot of my friends have, and uh, the things I've heard are just wild. But there's something that talks to you as soon as... You do it, and it says "welcome" or or something like that. Joe Rogan talks about it all the time, and it's yeah. yeah um, I, I I don't know. I, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. People have different. People when they talk about these premonitions, they they talk about they call it, they call it they call it Mother Ayahuasca. They call it Mother because as a spirit, when you start studying alchemy and plants and all, this, you have to understand that all plants have three parts to them, just like the human being has three parts. There's a mind. There's the body and there's the spirit of the plants, of all plants. The entire plant kingdom ha- has its own like spirit or soul. And so all plants have these three working parts, just like the, the Trinity concept. It's the same exact concept. And so when these people experience with these plant medicines, they are experiencing the spirit of that plant. And that is what they are connecting with. They're, they're taking the plant on a physical level and they're connecting with the spiritual part of the plant. Now, for people to think that these plants are, oh, what is that? This, that just may be some like weird chemical or some weird food poisoning. Like, no, 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 no. You have to first understand what this planet is and what is beneath our feet. And you have to understand that these these plant medicines, even mushrooms themselves, they are like one giant living organism. And they, they've been around a lot longer than us. And, and that, uh, oh, that's crazy, dude. Uh, 
Well, remember when, before we started even doing this interview, I, we, me and you were talking about, you know, pain and, and depression, and I was bringing up Tool, which is one of my favorite bands, which is really deep. A lot of their songs are not just songs. They're studies and their experiences that Maynard has gone through, the band has gone through. Even the guitarist, when he writes, he every chord, every, uh, every note represents a color within the color wheel. Like, um... There, there's one song that talks about exactly what you're discussing with plants and, um, you know, pain being illusion. And, and that's actually one of the lyrics in the song is all this pain is an illusion. And it, it's just so weird how people go their whole lives without experiencing something like that. We get brainwashed along the way when you were saying that there's people that refuse to believe that because they're brought up with, you know, mom and dad telling them this and that goes against what they believe in. It's special, and I want to know how did you meditate? Like, what did you do to meditate to reach that plane? Like, how how do you prepare yourself to reach something I'm, like that? I'm, I'm just learning about it now. I, I don't know what I activated that night. I don't know how it happened. I can't explain to you, but I'm learning about this thing right now called the Merkaba meditation. And I was actually out there at BJ's house that night. This chapter of this book I was reading that is this knowledge from Thoth and Hermes. This uh, this entity. He's, he's a he's a the architect of the pyramids and when you study this kind of knowledge if he talks about all this stuff for our species and um it's fascinating stuff um it wasn't until i came out here to arizona and i joined the, the guys in the lab and um a bunch of my and a few guys on my team we would go on these hikes on sundays at, uh, to recover we, we would do we would do microdosing and sometimes macrodosing of these psilocybin um which is from the mushrooms, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, which even heals depression. Tools. They found out recently. That the, recently they discovered that it actually helps with depression and, and schizophrenia. They man, these the, man. Not only that, but these mushrooms. Not 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 only are they healing to the human consciousness, but what they're physically doing on a physical level. These mushrooms are repairing and regrowing damaged brain tissue. Scientifically, you know, impossible yeah. stuff. They had no explanation about gray matter in the brain. They, they, they would write this part off. Mushrooms are reactivating the brain tissue. This is fascinating stuff. Especially as a fighter for you guys. Successful, uh, like, uh, Simon Trip, it, 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 it can have the same benefit as, like, 20 to 30 years of, like, psychotherapy for someone. If someone went through, like, a traumatic event or, or, or something happened in their life. You know what I mean? These 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 plant medicines offer human beings a different perception. The first and time that I tripped, I kind with, of yeah. With perception comes great power. It comes to great power. The power lies in perception. It's almost like you know you can go your whole life to learn A, B, and C, but when you experience something like that. It's almost like driving up the mountain instead of hiking up it. You you discover so many things. You discover so much about yourself. And for a lot of people out there, they go to psychiatrists. It's really hard for a lot of people to talk to another person, especially somebody that doesn't really know you. So, you know, going yeah. out and, and being one with yeah, yourself. I, I've been obsessed with psychology my entire life. Um, I saw a psychologist from the time I was 5 to 18 years old. I, I had Tourette's syndrome as a, as a young kid. I was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome, ADD, and, and, and OCD, and ADHD. And I, I didn't have any, any, all kinds of medication and pills under the sun. And um, I've been fascinated with psychology ever since my freshman year. Because my freshman high school teacher, Mr. Gunnarsson, spoke something to me that day in, in, in Psych 101 that changed my life forever. 
use the word meditation. If you put your most mental disorder, like a rope, it's like a to the dock and picture that rope with a knot in the middle. You can mentally just call in your thoughts to mentally untie that knot and that the mental disorder is representative of that rope. And you can untie that rope and never return. So as a listening to my teacher talk about this, I hated my life back then. I hated going to school. Kid that spit and twist and cuss and I was like a little like I mean I, I can't I, I don't know I you don't didn't know, love I, yourself I, I, you disabled it, it, it was for sure disability but it was a disability Tourette syndrome is a neurological disorder right? it's a neurological disorder it's a chemical imbalance in the brain and I had to live this my entire life and I was on every medication I used to come spit in my face you know I hated I would get jumped or leaving school. Kids would take my backpack and throw it over the neighbor's yard after getting. You know what I'm saying? It was a pretty, uh, it wasn't a very fun experience to me going up, going up uh, through the school system, especially through grade school and stuff like that. But, 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 but that freshman year, uh, that day, um, I said, you know what? There has to be some truth to this teacher sitting up here talking about these mental conditions if he's a teacher and he's telling us. So I got to give this a try. I'm sick of living like this. I'm sick of taking all these medications. So walking home from school that day, I walked in their front door, I threw my book back down, and I said, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot. And I say, I lay down on the couch, and I focus, I closed my eyes, and I focused, and I, and, I, and, and, I, and I did exactly what he said, and I, and I pictured this big rope tied in my head with a big knot, and that rope was representative of my disorder, it was representative of Tourette syndrome. And I mentally untied that rope, I used my, my two arms, and I mentally pulled that rope, and I flattened out, I kept pulling and pulling and pulling until the knot was loose, and that big rope was just staying there. But then I didn't stop there. I mentally visualized pouring gasoline on that rope. And then I visualized sitting at the flame. And the rope burned up in smoke and turned to ashes. And then I mentally visualized myself walking through that rope and kicking the ash with my foot and just dispersing it across the ground. This whole process maybe took about 15, 20 minutes. But Eddie, when I opened my eyes from that experience, from that quote meditation, end quote, when I opened my eyes, I waited about 30 seconds, and there was no twitch or no or no uh, or no tick. Another minute went by, no twitch, no tick. Another minute went by, no twitch, no tick. And mind you, Tourette syndrome, like every minute, every couple of minutes, you see like a huge outburst. If you try to hold it in and control your your ticks, it's a neurological disorder. It'll it'll affect your musculatory system. It's like a you'll sneeze, right? Spas- yeah, you'll start spasming, dude. My Tourette's went away like a light switch. How weird is that? That it, it, people don't even realize how powerful the mind is. You, you you were saying that you took all these medicines, but yet something like that just becoming centered was exactly. more powerful. That, that's scientifically impossible, right? Tourette's is a neurological disorder. That is an impossibility that I cured myself of a neurological disorder through a meditation. My parents, could, I was on every medication. There's records of this. I'm not making any of this up. I stopped my medication immediately that day. My Tourette's syndrome, my OCD, my AIDS went away like a light switch. Just by hearing my freshman uh, psychology teacher speak this to me. I immediately became obsessed and fascinated with psychology after that. I became Mr. Gunderson's uh, uh, um, student aide the next year. 
and, and he changed my entire life. And I've been fascinated with psychology ever since. And now as a coach, as a, as a main coach, I get to implement the psychology of this stuff into being an athlete. And now I'm studying alchemy and hermetics. And I'm just now learning that the root of psychology came from all this stuff. The root of psychology lies in alchemy. It's weird and that you say that too. Off. Because my little cousin has Tourette syndrome. Uh, he has Asperger's and his little brother has Tourette syndrome. And he had he couldn't even like form sentences. Like he would try to talk to him like, hey, Mikey, how was your day? And it would be a one word answer. He wouldn't be able to make eye contact with you. But then yeah. we started introducing him to the guitar. And when I tell you that he, I, I've had so many experiences with him with just sitting down with a guitar that it's it's unreal what he's been able to do and just be able to calm himself with that and it, it, it's just crazy because it's a natural thing and when we were growing up when you were growing up it was so easy for teachers to be like oh we can't pay attention so you know let's give them uh x y and z medicines they immediately doing that instead of you know actually talking to you or wondering what's going behind doors at home they they immediately jump to oh this kid can't pay attention to class he's got add it's scary yeah, let's, man let's give him these chemicals to shove down his throat and make him a fucking zombie door, you know what i'm saying a, do, a docile fucking robot that's exactly what happened to me exactly we have the same learning system we've had for fucking 150 years ridiculous people don't learn that way you know what I mean? The school system is not designed to um, cater to all the individuals. It's, it's, it's designed to cater to itself, plain and simple. And it's fascinating to hear that because what you guys connected with that guitar and with this music is vibration. Now, we are beings of vibration. You know what I'm saying? This entire reality, these particles that we see before us in this three-dimensional reality, they are all vibrating. We're existing through vibration. Water molecules vibrate at a certain rate. The shirt you're wearing right now, the particles that make up that t-shirt are vibrating at a certain rate. You know what I'm saying? The shoes on your feet, the food you're eating, the water you're drinking, the air you're breathing, the hydrogen molecules that are in the oxygen that you're breathing are vibrating at a certain rate. This Rob, entire third dimensional reality is one of vibration. Let me and say this. Human beings can connect with music. That is what's so profoundly beautiful about music you can get a brand new little baby who doesn't even know what the fuck music is and they will get up and they'll start jet, they'll jiggle their little, their little baby cheeks and start dancing because music vibes with us even with you know, plants so they say when a mother is pregnant they say uh, put classical music on around your plants and your plants will even respond to it um, Absolutely. but I wanted to say Absolutely. this it's really yes. important when, when people are talking about this subject there's a lot of people out there that are immediately turned off to it. Uh, they don't understand it. They look at people and go, this is crazy. What are you talking about? What, what do you say to, to, to somebody like that? Like, how do you deal uh, with that? I, I, that, that? Honestly, that's why I'm learning about the whole scientific part of it. People that I can't speak alchemy and hermetics and, and all this yeah. ancient wisdom with, well, I can speak science to them, and I can speak quantum physics, and I can speak cellular biology, and I can speak epigenetics. Anyone that's listening right now, I highly, highly, highly suggest you go on YouTube and listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza or Bruce Lipton. These are the finding. These are the leading uh, doctors in the, the, this scientific field, and they're studying the minds and the cells, and it, it's incredible. Uh, I mean, even the, even Newton's atom. Right? Uh, uh, it doesn't even look like that. They just thought the atoms don't even look like that anymore. 
these atoms and part they look like vibration they look like sound it, it's absolutely fascinating the science books that you and i were raised on that our parents were raised on they're, they're, these books are getting rewritten Which is a good thing because for many years, there's a lot of things in, you know, history classes, science classes that that they literally changed to make you think one way. When you get older, you find out that didn't happen. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. You know the picture. This is going to, okay, I'm just going to be screening right here because I have this platform. This might trip a lot of people out. But everyone listening right now, I'm a father and I have children. I love my children. I would never say this, but I bet my bloodline everything I say here and now is absolute truth. And this next part that I'm about to speak is very crazy concept that might be kind of gnarly for people to accept and, and comprehend. But you know the picture of the earth that me and you were raised on in our, in our books of like, and it looks like the globe with like a slice taken out and this planet has like a lava center. Yeah, the core. Like the soil. The, okay, that is all theory. And that is all incorrect theory. The machines and these vibrations are getting back up at 1500 all over the world. There is like or some kind of force that our computers and our technology can't get past. talking about in, in... He, flew that hole, dude. he flew out of that hole two weeks later okay this guy this guy was like a war hero he went on tv Ad- shows Ad- to talk about this Ad- too admiral bird yes he, he kept a military journal log of his entire military career he was like a war journey hero. to the center of the earth right yeah he what, what he recorded about in Antarctica. Place inside that hole. They, 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 they locked him away in the Sane Asylum and they tried to do wow. away with his papers. Wow. Well, very interesting, years later, his son, and his son's about the best friend, interesting, by the last name Emerson, published <laughs> his papers. And when you read these papers and read what he recorded, what took place inside the planet, it completely 100% confirms everything that alchemy says. 
and that Thoth and Hermes and Mercury has been telling our species for thousands of years. Um, now, now, this happened in Antarctica, right? That hole that he went through was in Antarctica, I believe. But there's also another hole at the bottom of this planet. These holes exist on all planets. But for people that are not getting a visual of this, the inside of this planet is hollow. And not only is it hollow, but there's another world, another world slash realm inside this planet. Rob, what was his name? Because I have the visuals up uh, for everybody. I just had the Earth's core. What was the pilot's name again? Uh, Admiral, Admiral Berg. All right. I believe it's B-Y-R-G. Hope his granddaughter is not the judge. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people talk about that and there's no other document. They don't they don't just did this recently. of this planet. Who are they to tell us that we can't go explore that part of our planet? They, Admiral Byrd, a quote from Admiral Byrd, says, There is left in the world today an area as big as the United States that's never been seen by a human being. And that's beyond the pole on the other side of the South Pole from Little America. He goes on to record, this is going to blow people's minds, that there is three the amount of ocean side of this planet the seven seas that we have and think about how little we know about the seven seas right we know more about outer space than we do our own planet and, and just the ocean and the ocean on this outer layer times more than this planet I can talk to Trini because that that is proof people can go research and they think this is all bullshit Challenge anyone. If you follow me on social media, my Instagram is underscore athlete. This stuff on my all the time, and I put. I challenge anybody. Come to me to prove me one time on one of these. And I'm, uh, it, it, I'm, I'll walk away from it. I'll walk away from it all. But I know because. Because of the knowledge source from what I study from alchemy, when you understand where this knowledge comes from, there's no physical possible way I could be wrong. There's a lot of people that immediately shut down and don't have an open mind. You know, it's like yeah. people think that they're experts. Fear, fear closes them off. It's fear-based. And that's what the religions teach. They teach fear. They teach shame. They teach shame by, oh, if you have sex before you're married, you're going to go burn the lake of fire for eternity. And they teach fear like, oh, you have to be a god. If you act this way or that, you're... And, and, and fear is... You have to a control mechanism. Literally keep someone in a trance and it will paralyze them. Right? Sleep paralysis. This is a form of fear. Fear can control the human being on a cell. tablets. However, it introduce fear to one another. We are not supposed to speak fear into each other's lives as far as human beings go. Fear is a very dark, powerful force. And we're supposed to go existence here without zero fear. I just watched something on the Emerald Tablets. It's it's crazy that you brought that up. Oh, going back to what, what you were saying about the Earth's core, what, what, what exactly did you say? There's something blocking the... There, this, is, this is all 
tablets right now. I can't even believe that I'm speaking out loud. So you knowledge this kind of stuff right now, this exact kind of these secret societies the bones. <laughs> this is all the But I've discussed this stuff because I like like little fraternities is a 33 degree there's not too many degrees walking this planet right now well I have a very good friend that's 32 so I question these guys about this kind of material and to find out though well, don't know much about it well if you study alchemy and hermetics and understand that where Mason came from the elf who was all she was, and yes, I this as in the lost city, but as that's what I mean. That's where this knowledge stems from. That is what I study. Okay, the fact that the Egypt is physical proof that Atlantis existed, and so if Atlantis existed, we have to study that. We have to talk about it. I can tell you right now why the flood happened, and this is all written in the Emerald Tablets. So let me give a quick little backdrop about what the Emerald Tablets are. The Emerald Tablets is the oldest written manuscript that our species has to date. Scrolls of the 8,000 people, and they're written in Sumerian. That's pretty fascinating. Well, let's just give them an extra 2,000 people. We'll say the Dead Sea Scrolls are. Okay, fascinating. The Emerald Tablets. 4,000 years old. Okay, these tablets were found in the language of Atlantis. The language of Atlantis symbols, it's signs and symbols that you tell tablets, there's 15 of them, and they were made through alchemy. These emerald slabs are joined together by a gold bind and gold rings in the middle. These slabs have been changed on a molecular level. That means that the atomic structure of these emerald slabs was changed through alchemy, and it made them indestructible to the elements of this earth. You could pour acid on top of these tablets, and it won't affect them. It says you Sir Isaac Newton practice. They're it, literally indestructible, and they've been made that way for a purpose. Now, where did these tablets come from? Who wrote these tablets? This is where the story starts getting a little bit heavy for people. It's saying well, during the Renaissance and medieval periods. Is that correct? Say it again. It says the legendary emerald tablet is said to hold the secret of the universe. The text became yes. the basis of Western alchemy during the Renaissance and medieval periods. Sir Isaac uh, Newton practiced we, alchemy. We can talk about the secrets of the universe right here and now. I, I, what I study is Hermetics from the, the, the genius deity Hermes, uh, as said to have relations with Socrates. Hermes was said to appear in the laboratory of Tesla, um, Da Vinci. Wow. Um, you wanna, these are some of the men that studied the Emerald Tablets. Isaac Newton had a Latin transcript of the Emerald Tablets. So did Da Vinci. 
so did Pythagoras, so did Einstein, so did Galileo. You know what I'm saying? So did Vitruvius, so did Alexander the Great, so did Napoleon, so did Plato. The most brilliant, brilliant minds of our species all studied this stuff. And all the men, men by the name I just mentioned, all studied the Emerald Tablets. Do crazy bullshit, or all those brilliant men did something. These men were 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 were, were, were at the time, but they spoke about these kind of concepts today, like we spoke about today. Remember, they went out in the public. They were called drunks, and they were called because it went against it went against what the Catholic Church was doing across the globe, and it went against everything they said. Look at who wrote the tablet. It was written by the god Thoth. That term "god" very, very loosely. God is just a, a vocabulary word that people used back then to describe these beings. Or, and these beings, you have to understand, they are they are ascended beings. They they are an ascended. Beings. They are vibrating at such a higher frequency than us. That um, that that our species feels compelled to call them gods because we have no other word that does them justice. Well, today in 2020, in this day and age, um, you could similarly use the word aliens, right? These are just beings that exist: aliens, gods, deities, whatever whatever vocabulary words you feel comfortable with labeling these beings. They're just beings that are ascended of us. And and Thoth himself was a god. Or I'm sorry, was a was a king of Atlantis. And back when the flood of Atlantis happened, Thoth was directed to get all of his quote writings of magic and all of his literature and art and science. And he was ordered to go on his ship and fly to the land of Kem. Well, back then, ancient Egypt was called the land of Kem. K H E M. When he showed up to the land of Kem, it was known as the land of hairy barbarians. We were Cro-Magnums. These were the Neanderthals that we were taught about in the history books. When he showed up there to ancient Egypt, he rose up the ancient Egyptians from cave people to literal quake cave dwellers and brought them up to pharaohs. In a very, very, very short amount of time, and it says in the tablets, he reigned in ancient Egypt for fifty thousand years. You have to understand that the timelines that we've all been told in school are all incorrect. Now, when I say that those reigned for fifty thousand years in ancient Egypt, I mean fifty thousand years in the same physical avatar, in the same body. In the Emerald Tablets, he talks about how he did this. It says something about spiritual technology. Dude, it, 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 we're circling back to meditation. It's all about meditation and the pineal gland. We're talking. This is how powerful this stuff is. The pineal gland. There is a meditation. I can't even believe I'm talking about this stuff out loud. I'm getting goosebumps talking about. It. Just know that these are already all these secrets. The Emerald Tablets basically offers a human being. And offers secrets of the human being on a genetic level. Thoth, this god or alien or deity, able to stay quote immortal 
because of a certain meditation he would do. And this meditation, he would have to descend down into the pyramids for 10 years. Uh, he would have to repeat this every 40 years. So every 40 years, he'd have to descend down into the halls of the Mente, which were beneath the ship. And he would have to do a certain meditation that would have to do with north and south. And he would do it for 10 years. And in doing so, he would prevent his cells from degenerating. Now, as crazy as mind-blowing as that sounds and as hard to believe as that sounds, he offers a similar meditation for us human beings. A meditation that will allow us to access mortality. Another way of explaining this immortality effect is to understand that the cells of your body are this planet has a north and south pole of the human body have poles as above so below so without this is like the So this makes a lot of sense why they've been trying to suppress it from everybody because like we were talking about with the opiate thing of money and you know how much money goes into uh, medications and cancers and stuff like that. Like it, it really all makes so much sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 money, money's the shadow. Money's the shadow card. They want you to think it's about money. They want us to think about, it's about money and control. Dude, it's about control. It's about what our species is... is is capable of if what I'm speaking is truth right now and again it's either truth or it's not I'm either full of shit and I'm completely wrong and this whole entire show is wrong and, and but that also means that that, that that Einstein had to be wrong and, and Isaac Newton and Tesla and Da Vinci and Pythagoras and how weird is it that when Tesla passed away that they went through his uh, lab and said there was nothing in there worth anything that they got rid of it and threw it all away and you know who yeah. was in charge of that was Donald Trump's great grandfather. Yes, Jonathan Trump. Yeah, Jonathan Trump. Oh, and now took over all of all of all of Tesla's research after he mysteriously died. This four is going to sound crazy. Four days. You want to know what the last? Pro you want to talk crazy? This is going to be crazy for people that are still listening. Talk about time travel. You throw a little time travel in there. Trump, <laughs> listen to the last, and, and this is all proof. What I'm about to speak, share with you guys right now is absolute proof. You can go on government websites right now and go and go experiment. And now you have to understand they blacked out a lot of this with a black marker so you couldn't see the details, but you can still make out what our government successfully did. I'm going to type it in right now once you tell me. Uh, it's, called, it's called the Philadelphia... Yes. <laughs> well, using Tesla's technology, they moved 
moved this battleship into another dimension and then brought it back to this one. Okay? This is not science fiction. This is the real world. There's a movie on it, I believe. This is the real world. This is the reality of our reality. Our government successfully just they moved this battleship into another dimension and brought it back. Okay, well, what dimension is this? What else is possible? What else are we able to do? And they influenced the vibration in such a way that it relocated these particles, which made up the ship. And it, you know what I'm saying? And then moved it enough to record time and then moved it back to this dimension. This is a government project. This is 1955, right. too. It's like 70 years ago. Yeah. This, yes, bro. This technology's been around. Uh, what they're not telling us is, is crazy dude. when Joe Rogan has all these guests on his show that used to work at Area 51 and, and, and S4 and talks about it, 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 it's all cool it's all fascinating but it's all just confirming what alchemy has been saying for thousands and thousands of years you know what I'm saying UFO, aliens, all this stuff as crazy and as mind blowing as these concepts are it really explains it's really not I mean it, it's just as fascinating don't get me wrong but it's actually it actually makes more sense than it doesn't make sense. And I kind of just push this reality into a different perception. But, 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 but for people that want to learn more about this reality, they have to study the tablets. You have to go read the Emerald Tablets. And it's written that whoever reads the tablets, you have to read them 100 times. And then when you read them 100 times, something happens to you. And I believe something happens to you on a genetic level, and I believe something happens to you on a conscious level. So I'm in the process of reading it hundreds of times right now. I'm also handwriting the tablets. It says the experiment was allegedly based on an aspect of some unified field theory, a term coined by Albert Einstein to describe a class of potential theories. Such theories would aim to describe mathematically and uh, physically the interior. Rob, why don't you have a YouTube channel talking about this? Like you and BJ, you know how, what a hit that would be? Of you guys discussing this stuff? Honestly, this is the first platform I've gone out on public talking about this stuff. Um, I guess part of me is kind of concerned about sharing this knowledge and kind of um, putting it out there. As, but but then again, that's fear-based, and I don't, I don't want to operate on fear. So I'm actually in the process of doing this. I'm also I'm talking to some other friends that... Uh, Timbo and Sugar Sean, Sean O'Malley, they, they asked me to come on and, and maybe go on and talk about this stuff. But again, I'm, I'm just, um, when you study this stuff, it talks about how, it tells you not to talk about it and how, how um, there's a reason for secrecy. It's even and, saying that the people aboard that ship were subject to brainwashing uh, after it happened. Dude, they couldn't go tell people what that happened. They couldn't tell people what that was. Says uh, many suffered from mental disorders. Some rematerialized inside out, and uh, others vanished. Like, that's so interesting. Dude, we're talking about otherworldly shit, right? We're talking about other dimensions, so we can't even explain what all this other stuff is and and why. What are all these side effects are, right? The, the side effects are beyond us. Um, I'm just kind of slowly getting comfortable with sharing this stuff. Yeah. This is, again, this is the first platform where I've gone out to talk about this stuff. Uh, if you can give me a link, I'll post it, and I'll see what kind of response I get. Um, and if it's positive, and if people want more information, um, I, I, I guess I can go forward, and I'll feel more comfortable sharing more of it. 
because we really haven't even scratched the surface. I know we've talked about some pretty heavy concepts here, uh, but, but, but we really haven't even scratched the surface. Because you could do stuff. it in subjects, like in, in a timeline. To even everything we talked about, you could be more in depth about it. I find this stuff so interesting. It's some of the most uh, searched stuff on the internet right now. There's a YouTube channel that I love on conspiracy theories with uh, Shane Dawson. I don't know if you know who that is, but um, I'll put that link down below. Rob, for the people listening that are interested, uh, where do you go to get a lot of your information? Is it a, a channel? Is it uh, books? What, what would be something interesting for people to go get? You have, to, you have to read. People have to read this stuff. And, and, and that's the problem with society these days. And people don't have the time and the patience to read. And, and, and it's a forgotten art. And I can tell you now that these societies, this is one thing that they do behind these closed doors, their little meetings, is they read and they write. Reading and writing has an effect on our genes. Every time you text something with your thumbs on your phone, it's only about eight different movements, 10 different movements. Um, between the movement of the thumb and the top of the button. When you hand something, there's 10,000 movements. There's 10,000 like neurological connections every time you write something. So handwriting stuff is a very profound tool and reading is a very profound tool. People just need to read. Get out there, get online, find, find the Emerald Tablets, read the Emerald Tablets. I also study the Kabbalion. Um, I got like seven books out here in five. I just study this stuff nonstop. You can't even read this stuff. You really do have to become a student of it and, and, and just and absorb it. It has to become part of your life. What's the Kabbalion? What, what is that? Say it again? What, what, what's the Kabbalion? Is that uh, in, in the Indian so the, book? The Kabbalion. It's not to get confused with the Kabbalah, but the Kabbalion is basically hermetics. And hermetics, it comes from a different incarnation of Thoth. Thoth was the Egyptian god. Um, and, and, then, and, then, and then the Greek version of that same individual is Hermes. And that is where Herm Hermetics come from. It comes from Hermes. Like people have heard, people have heard when something's like super, super secret, it's called, it's called being hermetically sealed. Do you believe, do you believe in, uh, ancient aliens? Do you watch that show, ancient aliens? Cause I feel like a lot of that actually does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I watch a lot of documentaries and a lot of these conspiracy theory videos just to see what kind of information is out there and just to see how off-cue they are. Because there's a lot of stuff out there that's very off-cue. Like, one thing that kind of drives me drives me kind of batshit is, like, 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 like Rogan's brilliant. I love listening to Rogan. I, I, I watch um, a lot of his episodes when he has certain individuals, you know, scientists and, and quantum theorists and all these brilliant minds that come on. But... When he talks about, like, uh, evolution and how he talks about, he says that we came from primates, chimpanzees, or and that, that, that we used to be um, in the, uh, uh, back in the day, we, we came down on the canopies and then we ate these mushrooms and then, and then our, our consciousness was able to grow and we were able to elevate from primates into human beings. My only problem is, is when he speaks about this, he speaks about it like it's absolute truth. He says, "No, this is the history of our of our species. We did come from 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 primates. This is, and I can tell you right now, that's absolutely incorrect theory. It's a fascinating theory. It's a brilliant theory. It's a theory I'll, I'll listen to and I'll hear his explanation. But the fact of the matter is, it's incorrect. We are not we are not descendants from primates. As a matter of fact, it's the other way around. Primates." 
or an offshoot of the human being. See, I like what you're saying there because it, it means a lot. Don't take everything you hear firsthand. Take it with an open mind and then go out and do your own research. Read up on it and see what you take from that information. There's a lot of yes. people that will listen to somebody and, and take it as fact, like you said. Yeah, that, that's what's great about YouTube right now is, is it's really powerful for our species because it's allowing us to communicate. It's allowing us to share knowledge. And again, like for anyone listening to this, I, will, I don't talk about any of this stuff to like boost my own ego or to flex my own knowledge. I know that when a lot of people talk, and, and unfortunately in, in, in the sport of mixed martial arts and a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches will talk to kind of flex their ego. So everything I share with you here today, I promise you that it came like from my heart. It came from a place of love, and it comes from a place of wanting to share this knowledge with my species, right? And so anyone listening, please know that like, dude, this is all for a place of love. I'm not trying to boast my ego or boast my knowledge. I'm simply using this phone call right now as, as a platform to share this knowledge. And I hope that it's picked up by some individuals because it said that this knowledge, the Emerald Tablets, the Hermetics, that, that if you're ready, that this knowledge will find its way to you. Some way, somehow, the universal cornered a way to where this knowledge will become part of your life and it will find its way to you. And with YouTube, it, it, it's pretty cool because it gives us a platform for us to study this kind of stuff. Now, to end this interview, uh, you know, let's talk for five more minutes before I let you go. Because you didn't tell me what you took away from that experience you had in BJ's yard. Uh, what changed that night for you? So, man, so very, man, this is crazy, man. I guess. So, a couple of weeks later, um, I was reading and I was studying the tablets, and it hit me that what I experienced in BJ's backyard that night is exactly what the initiates experienced when they laid down the sarcophagus in the king's chamber in the Great Pyramid. The Great Pyramid was not built as a tomb. The Great Pyramid, you can say, was like a spiritual oasis. They never found any bodies in the pyramids. Uh, later on, later on down the line, um, yeah, the pharaohs used them for tombs, but the, they were not designed to be a tomb. It was designed to be a service that certain human beings were allowed to go use. Now, these are beings that were allowed to go use the service provided for. And when I say service provided, I mean specifically laying down in the sarcophagus. And I can explain to you what happens when they do that. But um, these, be these humans that were allowed to do this were known as ascended masters. Now, some men that were that did this, that laid down the sarcophagus, were the men, the men by the name of Napoleon or Alexander or even Moses. Wow. And even even the name Jesus. Man, crazy. Crazy. Um, there's proof of this. There's actual physical proof. The face that people talk about. Crazy uh, you say that because they say Moses was 500 years old, I just found out. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, this is not this is not a crazy thing. If what I'm speaking is truth, and again, it's either it's either truth or it's not. It's either truth or it's false. If what I'm saying is truth about the whole immortality and about and about humans being able to prevent cell degeneration, then it starts understanding how people, human beings, living for hundreds and hundreds of years, isn't so much of a mind blowing thing. There's there's 
there's Tibetan monks right now that are alive that are well over 200 years old. What about that monk that passed away and his body is still intact for like 100 years? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking uh, about, right? He died meditating? Yeah, it falls under human potential, all this stuff. But the, but the incredible thing is that these monks that are over 200 years old, they look 200 years old. They got long white beards that go down their knees and they, they look 200 years old. Well, um, like this immortality meditation offered in the Emerald Tablets, so when we're talking about human beings living for hundreds and hundreds, this is a very real possibility. Again, this isn't science fiction. This is a real world. So when it's written that Moses was 500 years old, I 100% can confirm that that's absolutely true. Now, I don't want to sound crazy with this. You know, there was the whole thing with Pizzagate that was, you know, pretty much proven false. There's the whole, um, well, what's the guy that just died in jail? Uh everyone's talking about saying that he didn't kill himself or whatever oh, but, Epstein. Epstein. you know there's a lot of people out there that say these politicians you know they have those uh secret seances and stuff with young children that they're they're, they're pedophiles this and that I, I i looked into a lot of stuff and there's people that say that they try to get the blood from the children all, all this stuff and uh and it goes back to um right here in new haven with the skull and bones uh it's, it's definitely something really interesting to look into that you know, there's a lot of signs that can't be proven, but if you connect the dots from this, that, and the other thing, a lot of it starts coming together. This is where the story starts getting darker. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely, you're absolutely correct on the whole blood drinking thing. And other at least, there's a certain thing that they try to get specifically from this blood, and it's called adrenochrome. Adrenochrome is what they try to get from the blood specifically. And adrenochrome is, is harvested from these children, and they have to be under the age of nine. And, and, and what they do is they try to spike fear in these children in order to extract the potent adrenaline. And it's like an adrenaline epinephrine from their pineal gland. Again, we're talking about the pineal gland. These are literal chemicals that are secreted from human beings caused by fear. Now, when you're talking about a human being doing something so disturbing and dark as drinking the blood of another human, let alone a child, this is very dark stuff we're talking about here. And as dark as it is, the Emerald Tablets talk about where this darkness came from. Okay, and we're talking about rights being said and seances and blood being drinking. These kind of stuff is talked about in the Emerald Tablets, and it has to do with why the Great Flood happened. There was someone that's written about in the tablets known as the Dweller. And the Dweller was kind of like the planetary manager as far as making sure that um, these species that... that uh, took up that that lived here on our planet many thousands of years ago that they acted in order and when the atlanteans did this and opened up this portal to the last previous planetary cycle this is when the darkness came through when they open up this planetary cycle uh, the, the previous planetary cycle if there is a hell that exists that could be described as hell they're doing that right now, a matter of fact. They have a giant machine that's splitting particles or splitting atoms. It's this, it's this giant machine, and they, they actually say that they believe it's responsible for a lot of these Mandela effects that we see, where time is actually yeah. shifting, changing yeah, time. Yeah, and yeah the, 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 the Mandela effect.
gravity is just particle. It's just particle influ- uh, influence. We're influencing the vibration of these particles. And then we can split them. We can measure them. We can now teleport a particle 300 years or 300 miles up to a, a satellite. We're able to do the beam me up, Scotty, now with the particles. But, 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 but that's kind of like a different story. As far as like where this portal came through, this is like where all this darkness and shit came from. Okay. And, and, and the dweller had to shatter that portal. It says he shattered the portal. And then that's when the flood happened. He had to flood Atlantis because of what the Atlanteans did by opening up the previous planetary cycle. Now, much of this darkness was shown back through that, that portal, but much is still survived today. And this darkness can only take material form if, quote, blood is offered. And if the, the, the rights are said, quote, quote. Meaning what? When you say that. in the face it hurts just the same we have a lot more in common than we ever thought and i think mixed martial arts is actually opening eyes for a lot of people to see doesn't matter what color you are doesn't matter where you're from we really are all in the same that's what i love about the sport of mixed martial arts is it's a platform to pursue human potential now rob let me ask you this one last thing before i let you go um what are your plans for this year when it does come to fighting You're just going to be training. We have, and even the fact that right now that, that we're talking about this stuff, and that maybe maybe some listeners that have never heard the Emerald Tablets, maybe they'll go read the Emerald Tablets, and maybe we'll get you know a little bit more knowledge spread. But that is the best way to arm ourselves as a species is knowledge. We have to learn about this stuff, and we have to communicate it to one another, and we have to start waking each other up. And I believe that there's a slow movement of this growth, and, and, and that's what helps with, with, with uh, podcasts and, and interviews and, and radio shows and YouTube. Is It allows us human beings, it allows this species of ours to connect with one another and to communicate to one another. And there's tremendous, tremendous power with that. This, this thing that you, you, you brought up before, you said you're actually writing something? Is that something you're going to publish or release? Yeah, or? yeah I'm, I'm, well, I'm just handwriting the Emble Tablets. Okay. I'm handwriting them because, yeah, I just want to have my own copy in case something ever happens. I always want to have a copy here to give to my, to my kids and my, my loved ones. Did, you know what I mean? Did they – because when we were talking about it, it says that there was 15 emerald, em, emerald tablets? Yes. There's 15 tablets, but our species is only allowed the knowledge of the first 13 tablets. <laughs> so it, it says that the knowledge written on the last two tablets is too profound for our species right now. 
our level of consciousness as a species is not ready for that level of knowledge. To end this off, how do you sum everything that we spoke uh, about? How, how do you sum this up with a, with a nice bow tie for our, for our listeners? Man, if you guys go follow my, my social media on Instagram, I send it ask I have it posted up right under my name up there. It comes down to human potential. What are we capable of as human beings? And what these entities have came down here and told us, and what Thoth and Hermes have been trying to tell us, he's being, and in the Emerald Tablets is all written, he's saying, dude, humans, wake up. You human beings are incredibly beyond comprehension. He's saying that we are like stars wrapped in skin, that every human being is like its own solar system. It's like a central sun with a solar system rotating around it. And Hermes became so fascinated with our species that he traded in his great right in order to serve our species. So Thoth slash Hermes slash Mercury is kind of like our species unsung hero. He's kind of like a superhero for our species when it comes like delivering this knowledge. So my things about human potential, I want our species to, and everyone I know and all my loved ones and my teammates and everyone I come into contact with, I want them to just realize what they're capable of. This world has too many hurt, broken, sick people, and we need more healers. We need more love. This world needs more light. And uh, that, that, that's where all my energy and effort comes from. Rob, this literally is one of my favorite episodes I, I've ever done. And I'm really excited to look into a lot of the stuff that we discussed. I really would love for you to continue down this path and maybe have a YouTube channel. So uh, where can everybody find you on social media? I know that you said your Instagram. You're also on Facebook, correct? Where can people uh, give you a follow? Yeah, um, yeah, uh, I need to get my Twitter up activating and I barely use, but Instagram is my main thing right now. So again, it's ascended underscore athlete. And, um, yeah, uh, man, I just post a lot of stuff on there. I'm, I'm, I'm just now recently getting comfortable with sharing this knowledge. So, man, me and you will have a talk. We can talk every week if you want. I would love doing here. something like that. That would be a lot of fun. Man, let's, let's do it. Let's set up another, uh, let's set up another call here soon and we'll get more information on the people and we'll see how well they, how well they uh, receive it. I love that. I, I'm starting podcasts with with all the uh, Ultimate Fighter vets. You know, I got one with James McSweeney. We're going to have Rob calling in. This is, uh, I, I love it, man. And these are the most important conversations, I feel. So, Rob, have have a blessed night. Tell BJ, Jason, all those guys over there, uh, God bless, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, Rob. Heck yeah. Enjoy it. Nice talking to you. All right. God bless. All right. Thank you, Ciao. How about that? One of my favorite podcasts we've done here at Pure Evil MA and I got all these rats running around it is the year of the rat just to let you guys know I was in the middle of putting this cage together and uh, Rob started texting me and he was ready to do the show and I told him yesterday you know the last couple times he's come on the podcast we've talked about a lot of spiritual stuff and then when we start talking about fighting and I said this time I really want to stick with I didn't even say conspiracy theories I said I want to talk about uh just be real just about some real life shit about i didn't even say about the third eye or anything like that like me every time me and rob talk it's always on a different level and i think it's important to surround yourself with people that don't just see it uh black and white that actually um look into some of these things and and, and like me and rob said before don't just take it for what joe says don't just take it for what rob says or what i say Look into it yourself. Have an open mind. Don't shut down. Uh, one of the fa- one of my favorite things that he was discussing here on today's show was about 
that flight with Admiral Byrd. I'm going to look into that now. And I think if Rob's going to be calling in every week, I think that's a good place to start. The whole talk about the Emerald, I was, it's so crazy that he brought that up because I was just watching something on that on YouTube or maybe it was Ancient Aliens. But uh, I find it so fascinating, man. And I'm not saying I believe in all of it, but I am saying my mind is open and I find it very fascinating because when you take all of these different subjects, all these different topics, they start tying into one another. And it's crazy. Another thing I brought up earlier in the podcast was uh, how Trump's grandfather took in all of the documents. I have rats running everywhere right now of Tesla saying that all of it was worthless. He had nothing of importance and none of the documents were ever found. Now, there is a crazy video that's up on YouTube by Shane Dawson. Uh, also, uh, Kendall Ray has an amazing... That's the video I'll, I'll share with you guys down below here in the description. It's going to sound crazy to you. Donald Trump, time traveler. Now, oh man, I, I want to talk about this with Rob and react to this. Um, but let me give you guys a little peekaboo through the, the window of it. Like I was saying with Tesla... There is a book that was written in the early 1900s. Oh, there goes the recorder. There's a book that's written in the early 1900s. And in that book is a little boy named Baron Trump. How do you know that name? Oh, gee. Maybe because it's the name of Donald Trump's son, youngest son. And there's a lot of people, especially when he won the presidential election, saying, oh, look at him up there. He has Tourette's, he has Asperger's. Well, okay, it's good. this is going to sound crazy. In the story of Baron Trump, it talks about Baron Trump in New York on the fifth block or something like that. And to this day, the area that they're talking about in that book is where the Trump Towers are now. It's, so, it's just so crazy. What I'm saying, I, I got to go back and look into it. It just makes so much sense and it sounds so crazy, but it's so interesting. I'm going to share that link down below. Let me know what you guys think about all this. Let me know what you guys would like Rob to talk about on the next episode because we're going to start a conspiracy show apparently. I don't even think that's the right name for it because it's not a conspiracy. It's more of just having an open mind and the information that's out there, just hearing it out, have an open mind and life is not just clocking in nine to five coming home putting on the simpsons or seinfeld waking up drinking your coffee going out taking medicine and i find all this just so fascinating rats are fighting all right guys i gotta check out my mind is going a million miles an hour right now we got fights going on tonight i'll get all that information up for you guys at purelonemay.com we have some new articles up as well so I'm excited for this. Let me know what you guys think on Twitter at evil under dash echo. That's E-V-I-L underscore E-C-C-O. Also at pure evil MMA underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. And for our Facebook page at pure evil MMA Z, lowercase Z. And that does it for this episode. Remember, without evil, there's no purity. White knuckles to the end. Behave yourselves.